Hello, this is Pastor Becca Bateman of Doylestown Presbyterian Church. As our podcast audience continues to grow, I want to thank our loyal listeners and welcome those who may have just recently found us. We know that life can quickly become so busy, so this podcast offers an on-the-go opportunity to hear Sunday's sermon, along with a scripture lesson from that day's lay leader or preacher. We also encourage you to visit our website at dtownpc.org to learn more about our church and all the diverse ministries. Thank you for tuning in. Our New Testament reading today comes to us from the second chapter of the Gospel of Matthew, reading the first 12 verses. And this is Matthew's account of the visit of the wise men. Listen now to the word of God. In the time of King Herod, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem asking, Where is the child who has been born king of the Jews? For we observed his star at its rising and have come to pay him homage. When King Herod heard this, he was frightened and all Jerusalem with him. And calling together all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them, where the Messiah was to be born. They told him, in Bethlehem of Judea, for so it was written by the prophet, and you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For from you shall come a ruler who is to be shepherd of my people, Israel. Then Herod, secretly called for the wise men and learned from them the exact time when the star had appeared. Then he sent them to Bethlehem saying, go and search diligently for the child. And when you have found him, bring me word so that I may also go and pay him homage. When they had heard the king, they set out and there ahead of them went the star that they had seen at its rising, until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw that the star had stopped, they were overwhelmed with joy. On entering the house, they saw the child with Mary his mother, and they knelt down and paid him homage. Then opening their treasure chests, they offered him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they left for their own country by another road. This is the word of the Lord. Let us pray. Gracious God, we thank you for this word that comes to us and continues to teach us not only the story of Jesus' birth, but the story of who we are, and how we are to be your people following you wherever you might lead us. Open our hearts and minds to receive your word today as we pray in Jesus' name, amen. In my home when I had children about, Epiphany was celebrated as the last day of Christmas. And throughout Christmas, as we had set up decorations, the wise men had been on their journey 
They had been moved from various places around the house until on Epiphany they made it to the manger. And Epiphany was a day of celebration. We usually had a special meal and there was the one last gift of Christmas, which was usually a book. But Epiphany and the journey of the wise men is more than a story, it's more than a fable, it's more than a pageant. It is a very important aspect of the life and the unfolding of the life of Christ. In studying and reflecting on this text, I wish that time travel was possible because I would just book passage to first century Israel and the first stop would be Jerusalem. I would like to have had the first hand front of the row fly on the wall opportunity to observe the unfolding of the visit of these mysterious men from a foreign country to the capital and to King Herod's court. Remember the Olympic program up close and personal? Well, that would be what I would like. I would like to have had uh, an opportunity to get up close and personal with these wise men. I would like to find out a little bit more about who they were and why they chose to follow a star and what was their intent. But we get very few details in Matthew's accounting and he is the only gospel, his is the only gospel in which this story is uh, recounted and told. We know they came from the east, which was probably Persia, modern day Iraq. Uh, they were described as Magi, which in Greek can have several meanings. They could have been those who studied the stars, astronomers or who dabbled in magic, or who were also illusionists, or uh, even dabbled in supernatural arts. We know they brought three gifts, but we don't know if they had camels or donkeys. We don't know their names. We don't know if they were kings, and we really don't know how many of them there were. We know some things, but not a lot. And over the years, the stories of the Magi has been embellished and developed and becomes a, a, a spectacular part of our Christmas pageantry. How easy it is to lose the fact in the fiction when it comes to this part of the story of Jesus' birth. But regardless of what we know or what we suppose, or even what we create or imagine of the wise men's visit, like most of the story of scripture, it's more than mere drama or staging. It is an event of deep meaning. The Magi come to show us what it means to be a pilgrim, to be a wayfarer, how to journey, how to search, to find meaning, and to, un to discover the mystery of God's work in the world. One of the first things they teach us is that they were seekers. They had a bit of knowledge, a little bit of information, and they wanted to know more. And they were willing to follow a star, an abnormality, 
as if it was a guide to truth. They believed that this sign, this star, would lead them to someone who could give them an understanding of life and meaning. And they were seeking to discover more, not only through the heavens, but in seeking out a person. It is commonly held belief that scholars that the night sky um, reveals earthly events. They did know that this star had something to do with Israel, the Jews, a small, insignificant nation that was under the control of Rome. And so they took risks. And like the Chinese proverb says, a trip of a thousand miles begins with the first step. And so they began. Secondly, they were listeners. They were learners. They stopped. They asked directions. They attached a meeting to what they saw in the sky, and they went to Israel. They went to the place of power, to Jerusalem, to the court of the king, Herod. They needed wisdom and insight, and they needed help from the Jewish scholars. And through the prophecies, the scholars, the chief priests, and the scribes were able to give them the understanding that Scripture had said something for, of the Messiah and the Messiah's birth was to take place in Bethlehem. They never imagined that their search for knowledge or their desire to know would stir up a hornet's nest. But if we continue reading in the verses continuing after verse 12 in Matthew 2, we hear of Herod's horrific response to their visit. And <clears throat> this is why and this is when the story of Christmas moves to the dark side. When the reality of Jesus born as a babe, the son of God, the glory of the nations meets political power and depravity of humanity. For you see, the wise men must not have known very much about King Herod, for he was a murderer of murderers, a man so insecure in his position that he murdered his sons because they were a threat to his throne. He killed his second wife, his brother-in-law, his mother-in-law, and numerous other family members. As his own death neared, he summoned his counselors and advisors to the city and then confined them to an arena with the order given that on his death they would be executed as well because Herod wanted there to be great mourning at his own death. He was an extremely dangerous man, unpredictable and completely lawless. Yet the wise men just walked into his court and asked about a new king. And that is why the text in Matthew says that Herod was frightened and all of Jerusalem with him were frightened as well. The people knew that Herod had no boundaries and there is nothing that he would not do to hold on to his power and his throne. And yet God's purposes 
were being fulfilled. However, these foreign guests were soon to be added to Herod's execution list. However, Herod must have been having a good day, but he, because he instructed them to go to Bethlehem to find this king and to come back and tell him so that he too might go and worship. Sly and cunning Herod realized that these travelers were of more value to him alive than dead. His diabolical plan was already being plotted as they made their way to Bethlehem. And we know the story that after the Magi left, that Herod sent troops to Bethlehem and ordered that all baby boys under the age of two were to be killed. The story of Christmas does not end with the wise men. It ends with the screams and cries of parents as their infant sons are slaughtered. And how tragic that even today, the cries and screams of parents are echo through the land of Israel and Palestine as children are killed and those who hold power and those who want power use the lives of innocence as their currency. The third thing the wise men teach us is that they were worshipers, that they had a spiritual center, and that they had come to pay homage and to give gifts. They planned ahead and brought gifts that they were thought were worthy of a king. And yet we know nothing of their faith, their religion, or their spiritual life. They came to worship, to offer respect, to pay homage in humility to what was beyond their full understanding and could not be explained. They model for us what it means to worship mystery, to worship when, not, when we do not have all the answers. The other thing the Magi teach us is that they were flexible. They had taken care in their planning, their journey, but the circumstances changed, and most notably, their encounter with Herod. They responded to a dream and decided that the route home would take a different path. They chose to leave Bethlehem and not return to Jerusalem, and they are faded into obscurity, and we know nothing more about them. Have you heard the expression that life happens while you're making other plans? Whether we like it or not, for all of our abilities and skills and hopes and preparations, maybe the older we get, we realize that what happens in our lives is not always what we choose or plan. If I was to apply this to the wise men, I would say that they might have prepared and planned for their journey, but it had not turned out the way they expected. And so in my time travel, I would love to have been on the uh, caravan home to hear the conversations, the observations, the joys, the disappointments, and many of the questions 
that they still must have had. The Christmas Magi teach us a lot. They teach us what it means to be a pilgrim, a traveler, a wanderer, a seeker, a learner, an observer, a worshiper, a giver. Our journey of faith, our journey to faith, our journey to and with God will be filled with unanswerable questions, unreconcilable incidents, and times when pain and sorrow seems unfair and overwhelming. The wise men went on a journey seeking knowledge, desiring to worship and pay homage. They encountered a baby and the direction of their journey changed. They came with their plans and offered their gifts at the doorway of the home of the poor. And in that homage, in that act of worship, they were changed. For one, they were open to the counsel of a dream rather than the command of a king. They put themselves at risk by not returning to Herod, and they went on with their lives by a different route. When we encounter the living Christ, the God with us, Emmanuel, transformation is inevitable. New directions are to be expected. And so as we begin this new year, we think about the wise men and we look at them and we are encouraged to be seekers, to be learners, to be worshipers, and to be open to new directions. We trust in the mystery of God's love, God's presence, God's guidance, and God's purpose, no matter where our path may take us, in this year ahead, in these days ahead. As we close our worship today, we, or as, we, as we, I, we close this sermon, I invite you to listen to the words of the hymn that we will be singing next. Listen carefully. I consider this a hymn for the journey of life and faith as we say, God of our life, through all the circling years, we trust in thee. May it be so. May it be so. Amen. Thank you again for joining us today. Once again, I invite you to check out dtownpc.org for information about our worship and programming for all ages.